Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe and this is episode 57. Now today's episode is sponsored by one of my members uh, who post... So, do you know what? Like, we, we need a catch up because so much has changed about um, what I do and the way that I do it. So, for the last six years, since January the 1st, 2018... The Monroe Method has lived on Facebook, inside our Facebook groups. Now, once upon a time, it was just one Facebook group, but it got a little bit too busy trying to like provide information and all the rest of it, but also do check-ins at the same time. Can't remember when I did it, but it got to the point where I was like, I'm going to split these into two groups. We'll have Clan Monroe, and then we'll have the check-in group. So Clan Monroe was where all the, the majority of stuff happened and the majority of the information lived. Uh... The check-in group was the separate group for our one-to-one members who had uh, group coaching memberships and checked in with us. So now, uh, just last week on whatever the date was, Friday the whatever of October, the last Friday, Monday the 30th, 29, 28, 27, Friday the 27th of October, I closed our Facebook groups, which is quite an emotional time because... Over 14,000 people have passed through the doors of those groups. Um, We've worked with a lot of people. We've changed many lives. We've positively impacted many more. So it was quite an emotional thing, actually, closing those down and no longer waking up every day, Monday to Friday, and logging in there to help people. So now we've moved over to our own community platform. So it's called Circle Um, It's not a new thing. It's basically, it's a community builder. Uh, It's called Circle. You build your community there and that's where it lives. So I I spent the last month building this community on Circle, designing the Monroe Method 2.0, converting like the way it was before. People would join us and they would they would watch a welcome video, which is me just saying, look, welcome to the group. Here's how to navigate, blah, 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 giving them all the help they need. And then off they would go for an hour to work through the introduction and then they would eventually come to us and we'd do their starting stats and stuff and then we would start checking in from there. Something that I realised from gathering feedback over the last couple of years is that there was quite a disconnect between people joining and the point where we actually eventually spoke to them. And there was so many people joining who were overwhelmed. Like, I I didn't realise this, you know, because I'd just been there all the whole time, but in the beginning, it was different, but imagine joining a group with six years worth of information compacted and compelled. Like it was all organized and you could access it through guides, but that doesn't matter. It was still a lot of stuff. That's a lot of live chats, a lot of videos, a lot of uh, resources. So, based on the feedback provided, I decided, and this I took this into account when I moved us over to Circle, to. Uh, find something that would allow me to convert the Monroe method into a course and that's what Circle provided. So the way it works now is the Monroe method has been converted into a 14-day course where basically you join and joining is day zero, right? It's not day one, it's day zero. You get access to the first module immediately. I say module, it's not like some massive ridiculously um, comprehensive course. It's me breaking up 
what was the Monroe method into daily bite-sized pieces for, that people can easily digest and easily achieve, right? You, you come in, you watch a video for five or 10 minutes, you've learned something. I add like little tasks for people to perform. Um, and then for those who are left wanting a bit more, I'll, I'll link a podcast episode that's relevant to that section that I think they could benefit from catching up on. Um, and this has basically eradicated overwhelm. So you join on day zero. Day zero is mostly teaching you how to use our new coaching community. Then you move on to the next day, the next day. And each day there's a little video, a little piece of information. And it's and then by day seven, we will calculate calories and figures and things like that. So you're not waiting a massive amount of time for it. But by day seven, every single person that joins us should be at the same point and the same level of knowledge. And by day 14, when you come and do your first check-in, We've taken you from day zero to day 14, understanding the Monroe method, starting to put it into practice. And from there, we can start helping everyone. And it's just it's just the best thing because it has eradicated overwhelm. You know, there's no overwhelm involved anymore. It's not, God, look at all this stuff I've got to read. Look at all this stuff I've got to do. It's coming in each day. There is a new course module available. Awesome. Press play. Right. It's an eight minute video. I can do eight minutes. I spend fucking three hours a day watching reels. I can give eight minutes to an educational video that's actually going to help me for the rest of my life. And then there's a little task to perform. And so far, the feedback has been incredible. I've I've been I've changed our check-in process. It is no longer like a copy and paste sheet, and people have to like fill in all the blanks. It is a online form where you just fill in the boxes. You go to the next page. The question pops up. You get emailed a copy, we get emailed a copy, then we'll do your check-in uh, rec- video recorded over the top of it, going through it all with you. And at the end of each check-in, I've been asking, what do you think of this new process? Nobody, ha- nobody, not a single person has said the old way was better. So I'm delighted that this is, like, I knew it was a massive upgrade and I knew it was going to be better, but I'm not the one that has to use it, right? It was, you know, it all depended on what the feedback was going to be and it has all been positive, 100% positive. So we have now gone through a massive upgrade. Anyway, that circles me back to what I started saying. Today's episode was sponsored by someone who asked us a question in our new Ask a Question section inside our new community. And it, oh, I wish I had it in front of me, but it was along the lines of, have you have you recorded anything or done anything about food waste? I absolutely hate throwing out perfectly good food um, because she and she had e- eaten some leftovers because left with the decision between putting it in the bin or eating it, she chose to eat it. She didn't need it. She wasn't hungry. She just ate it because she doesn't want to put food in the bin. Now, that's a perfectly normal thing to do. It's a perfectly normal thought to have. There are plenty of people who have similar thoughts. I guess I guess it's a generational thing. We are, I think, like 30 years down the line, that won't be as much of a thing as it is now, like in the same way that being told that you can't leave the table until you've finished your dinner and you have to clear your plate and all this stuff. Like, that kind of comes from our... Like, I'm 38 years old, right? So that was a big thing when I was a kid. However, it's not something you hear as much of today. It still happens because it's a generational thing and there are still some people who hold on to those beliefs because 
that's what they were taught as a kid. But like my my feeling, my general sense, based on like I've worked with thousands of people, so like I have these conversations and I, I get a sense of like when things are a big deal or when they're starting to fade and and things will come and go um, over the years. But for me, that feels like one that's starting to die out. Um, as well as the one that we're talking about today, the whole food waste thing, that you are not a food bin. I did a reel on this, actually, where I showed a picture of a food bin, um, and I kind of went into a, like a 30-second explanation, because that's all you can do in reels, right? That's what these podcasts are for. They're my dumping ground for long-form content. When it comes to food waste... You've, you need to start thinking of it in a different direction, right? Essentially, you are treating yourself as a food bin. So you are acting as the barrier between the food going in the bucket, where it belongs, like for whatever reason. Like if it, if it can't, let's just work to the assumption that it's something that's perishable. It's going to go off. It's not something you can take to your local supermarket and leave in those baskets they have to go to a food bank, right? You've got something that's going off, has to get thrown out, it's too late to freeze it, whatever, and it's, you know, it's on in its last couple of days, and the decision is, do I put this in the bucket or do I eat it? Now, you can absolutely eat it if you're going to eat it for the right reasons, right? So if I had leftovers in the fridge, which we regularly do because we always have a portion left over from Gusto, you know, it would get to lunchtime the next day, there'd be leftovers in the fridge and I would eat them, right? That's eating leftover food with a purpose. If I've already had my dinner or already had my lunch and I go into the kitchen and I go, oh God, there's that thing, that'll need to get thrown out if it's not eaten today, but I've just had my lunch. If you then decide to eat that, that's when you're starting to treat yourself as a food bin because you've not saved anything. All you've done is add an unnecessary amount of calories to your body. You've eaten for no reason whatsoever. You've not eaten for any of your body's needs. And we've spoken about this in other episodes where um, we talk about attaching our eating to the external. And the more external things we attach our eating to, the more, the less the less our body's able to control our weight, right? Our body has all these internal mechanisms. If you are hungry, if you if you need fuel, if you need energy, you will get hungry and your body will ask for something to eat. If you need fluids, you will get thirsty and your body will ask you to give it something to drink. If you don't need anything else to eat, your body will start to tell you you're full. And if we get good at listening to these things, then we'll have much fewer issues with our weight. Our body has all these internal mechanisms designed to help us achieve homeostasis, just a fancy way of saying balance. And one of the things it wants to balance is our weight. But when you start dishing out the responsibility of that to the external, your body, it doesn't matter what your body says. It doesn't matter if it says you're hungry, if it says you're full. It's, look, there's a thing that has to go in the bucket. I am the type of person who would rather eat something than put it in the bucket. My weight is going to be dictated by that habit. Now, that might be the only unhelpful habit you have, and it might not have a massive impact, but then you might have a bunch of other habits where um, you clear every plate because you don't like to waste food. Uh, you put out, and you're, you're also someone that puts out big portion sizes. Or... 
Um, you may be someone who has dessert after every meal. Like, it's not something you do if you fancy it or if it's like a, you know, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. It is a habit. Every time I eat, like I had someone join the group recently who was getting very upset because she didn't have room for pudding. And I said, well, you've got, like, she had a decent number of calories. She wasn't on, like, super low calories. She wasn't a tiny person that was inactive. She was taller, pretty active. Can't remember what her calorie burn was, but it was in the kind of 17 to 1900 region. And I said, yeah, you should have plenty of room for pudding. I said, yeah, but I can only have one. And I didn't, I didn't understand what she meant, but she was someone who had pudding after every single meal. Everything that she ate, she had chocolate after it, or biscuits after it, or ice cream, or whatever. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just dinner. Which, like, I don't know if this is normal or not. It's the first time I've ever heard of someone having a pudding after all three meals of the day. So she has a breakfast, then she has a bar of chocolate, then she had a lunch, and she would have a biscuit or a chocolate biscuit bar type thing. You know the kind I mean. <clears throat> Those kind of like grazy type bars. And then dinner time, she would have like cake or ice cream or ice cream and cake, like <laughs> ice cream, like sticky toffee pudding and ice cream. So she was she was having two course two course meals three times a day and she got very annoyed because within her calorie range she couldn't do that anymore and i you know i had to try and explain to her well perhaps that's part of your problem the reason that you have weight to lose is because you have a habit where not only do you eat a meal and fill yourself up to the point where you're not hungry anymore you also add something on top of that every single time three times a day, and then there's snacks in between that as well. Um, and believe it or not, she she left the group because it wasn't something that she wanted to hear. She didn't want to go through, like, she's she was must have come from her childhood. She wanted, to, that was the norm for her. She wanted to have pudding every single meal, three times a day. In fact, I think that's what I based a post around. I posted something on Instagram recently, and it was like... Um, maybe you're supposed to feel deprived. Have you ever considered that maybe you're supposed to feel deprived? Yeah, that's that was the one that I made off the back of that. Because she'd talk about, she, she, didn't, she wanted to lose weight, but she didn't want to feel deprived. And I had to have the, the conversation with her that, yeah, well, it's not really deprivation, it's that you're doing too much of something. You know, maybe the point is that you need to deprive yourself of this. Because having pudding three times a day isn't conducive to someone who uh, wants to live a life diet-free and maintain their weight. Anyway, fuck knows how I got onto that complete segue. But bringing them, bringing them back to food and weight. Oh yeah, it was like additional habits that you have um, that might also dictate your weight. So there's a great example, right? Um, and the more of these that we have, the more of them that we stack on top of each other, the more or the less control we have, our body has over our weight. It's then dictated by the external world. Like how much how much food waste you eat will depend on how much food waste there is. You could have people round and put a big spread on and there could be loads of stuff left. And if you're if you're the person that stands between you b- between the food and the food bin, then you've got a few thousand calories in your future that your body absolutely does not need. And you think you're you're rescuing, you're, you're making some kind of, you know, you, 
rescuing this food in some way. By what? By not putting it in the bin? People think that they're they're saving money by not putting food in the bin. Well, and certainly that's not the case with the people I work with because they come to me and they're spending money every month to get my help to help them lose the weight that they gain from trying to save money. Do you see what I mean? So the way that I talk about this is when you try to save one type of waste, food waste, you create another type of waste, which is wasted energy, right? The food that we consume, like it is much more than this, but when you break it down, the food that we consume every day is the energy that our body runs on. It's the fuel our body uses to, like you might be going out for a walk right now, listening to this podcast. Your body's not running on fresh air. It's running on food that you've eaten an hour ago, last night, yesterday, depending on the calories involved. You are running off your fuel tank, which is filled with calories. Now, sometimes we use all of those calories. Sometimes we don't. If you are someone who is overweight or gaining weight, it's because you're not using all of the calories you eat. You are putting in more than you need. Yes, you're using some of them, but all those ones that you've not used, they're attached to you right now. Anywhere that you're carrying body fat on your body, that is food that you once ate and didn't need and you've still to get round to using, but you're not going to get round to using it because you're still putting more on top of it and gaining more and more weight. Something that always amazes me is that, like, I I could be carrying, like, I don't know what weight I was in my teens, right? But let, let's say I was, like, 10 stone something in my teens, and that was the last time I was 10 stone. Um, and since then, I've been between, like, 11 and 12 stone between 10 to 11 stone, right? Because I've never gone back to that weight, I am carrying body fat that I gained in my teens. So I could literally have a slice of toast on me somewhere. I could have a bar of chocolate on me somewhere. I could have a McDonald's cheeseburger on me somewhere. Like, not the actual thing, obviously, but the calories from it. Because I've never died, because I've never lost enough weight to go back to the time when I gained that first body fat. Like you could literally have something on you right now from 1999 that you once ate and you never got round to using. It's still sitting there, waiting for you to get to become light enough to actually tap into that body fat and use it. Which is just wild. <laughs> so when you try, when you're when you are using yourself as a food bin because you don't want to put it in the other bin. You want to eat it instead because you think in your heads you've made this connection that that somehow saves waste. You create another type of waste. So you have now, let's say you've just eaten 800 calories because you didn't want to put whatever it was in the bin. Great. Now you have 800 calories in your body. What are you going to do with them? Do you need them? Probably not. You weren't hungry. You've only eaten the thing because you didn't want to put it in the bucket. Are you going to change anything about your day? So because you've eaten that thing, are you not going to have dinner? Are you not going to have lunch? Are you going to make any form of adjustment? Or will you still eat your other meals because you're someone who never misses a meal because you think that's a bad thing? Another unhelpful mind mindset to have. So now you've got this 800 calories of energy that you didn't need your body didn't ask for, and you're not going to use. In fact, you're going to put more on top of it. 
And now this 800 calories is going to be stored on and around your body as body fat. And then you'll do another day and another day and another day. And now we're 20 pounds down the line. You've gained 20 pounds of body fat because of your habit of thinking that eating food instead of putting it in the bucket is somehow going to save anything. And now you're unhappy with your weight. So you start Googling diets and you sign up to, I, I don't know, anything. And you pay whatever it is to sign up to that plan. And then you pay again and then you pay again and you pay again. Hundreds of pounds later, maybe you've lost those 20 pounds. But, you know, you wanted to save a couple of pounds here and there because you didn't want the food to go in the bin. And here you are now spending hundreds of pounds, not just hundreds of pounds, hundreds of pounds, hundreds of hours, lots of time, lots of effort, lots of thought, stuff that you could time, money, energy and effort that you could have been giving to much better things than pissing around with your weight all because you wanted to save 50p by not putting those last couple of bread things in the bin or a pound because you didn't want to throw that micro meal out that was going off or two pound because that packet of cooked chicken was on the last day and you just stood and ate it you are not a food bin. Food bins can't gain weight. Your bucket can't gain weight. But you can. Your body uses those calories. And here's the thing as well, right? If if you are someone who eats things instead of putting it in the bucket, then you never actually go through the process of feeling like you've wasted something. Because here's the thing. If you actually genuinely, truly wasted food, and I've I've had one of the I've went through this situation with one of my private clients, right, who used to pile her plate high and eat massive portions. She didn't want to waste food, um, and she always cleared every plate. One of the things we worked on was she so one of the things we worked on was stopping eating in front of the TV, which was something we did, right? She now sits at the table. Once she started sitting at the table and eating more mindfully. She was, and she slowed right down, way, way down. Her eating was super fast before. It's much slower now. Um, and I've been working with her for a year. This wasn't just some short-term client. I'm still working with her now. Her eating has slowed right down, which meant she was able to recognize when she was starting to feel full. And then we worked on starting to put food in the bin. And do you know what the knock-on effect of that was? She stopped making so much food for her meals. She stopped putting such big portion sizes out because she didn't like how much food she was putting in the bucket. And that whole process, actually going through the process of going, holy shit, look at all this food I'm putting in the bin, rather than eating it and never going through that process, has had has had the kind of knock-on effect of changing her not only our shopping habits, because she's not over shopping anymore and then got all this food to get through. Do you know, one of the things, one of the things that she said last January, because one of the things we worked on through December was she would always buy heaps of stuff for Christmas and they would spend the first couple of weeks of January just eating it, getting through all the mince pies, getting through all the crisps, getting through all the snacks, all that snacky type stuff that... Um, you would get in for Christmas for people coming around or whatever. She still had 
And this was like one of her big kind of non-scale victory things. It was well into February. She still had snacks and things in her cupboards that still had Santa on them. Because she didn't go through that. I have to get this out. You know, this has to be gone ASAP because it's Christmas. And like she's a completely different person a year later now. She buys far less food. Her portion sizes are much smaller. She's no longer clearing every plate. She doesn't eat in front of the TV. She eats more mindfully. What what little is left on the plate goes into the bucket because it's not a massive amount anymore because she's changed the portion sizes. So, like, I think the, the best start point here for anyone and for the person who asked this question in the group um, is to start putting food in the bin. Like, start doing it. Like you hate it that much, like you dread the thought of it to the point where you never do it, like you've not done it, you don't put it in the bin, you eat it. Put yourself through the experience of putting food in the bin. Go through that horrible, yucky feeling you get from binning food and see what it does to your shopping habits. You will start to buy less. You will start to cook less quantity, not like cook less often. You will start to cook less. You will start to put smaller portions out. You will you will want to avoid the feeling that you get of putting the food in the bin. And that will start to filter through everywhere else. So I don't, it, it's not a case of, you know, you shouldn't be trying to turn yourself into someone who throws fucking massive amounts of food in the bucket. That's not what it's about. You want to start turning into someone that doesn't find themselves in a position where they have massive amounts of food to throw in the bucket. You know, you're not trying to get good at, yeah, look at me, I'm throwing 20 quid's worth of food in the bin every week. That's not what it's about. You want to you wanna put yourself in a position where you're spending 20 quid less on food and have 20 quid less to throw away. So, when it comes to food waste, don't think about the money that's wasted, right? That's, that's very short-sighted thinking. Yes, that thing might cost a quid and in your head you're putting a quid in the bin. However, this thing that you're doing every day, every week, multiple times per day or week is adding calories and unnecessary weight to your body for no reason. It's an unhelpful eating habit. And you are at some point going to spend money on something to help you get your weight down. You can avoid all of that by not doing the thing in the first place. So it's not going to happen overnight. It will take time. But start by putting that thing in the bucket and work it backwards from there. Let that horrible feeling and that horrible thought of wasting money or whatever it is you think you're wasting be the thing that drives the change elsewhere that stops you from putting yourself in that position. Right, I hope that's been helpful and a good enough answer for the person who asked this in the group. Until next time.